everyone, it's Rebecca. You're listening to a special Corona edition, Superwomen. Today's guest is Laura Wright. She's an executive coach and sales consultant to women. And I learned so much from her during this episode. Um, she really changed just sort of a stuck way of thinking that I had and um, is also offering a free book, uh, digital download with this episode. So be sure to Listen to the comments at the end of where you can get this much needed, helpful info. Take a listen. I'd love for you to give a little bit of background on your history, your skills, what Mm -hmm. makes you, you and able to talk about this so, so thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, I will dive right in. So, um, I'm Laura Wright. I am all things sales, but really what I like to say is I am the go-to sales consultant and coach for multi-six-figure and seven-figure women. And my background revolves around really being in the sales game for, (laughs) I'm I'm still stunned when I say this out loud because I look in the mirror and I don't think I'm that old, but um, (laughs) I've been doing this for about 23 years now. And um, I've been running my business since 2001. Uh, I made it through 9-11. Uh, I was working in the events industry and selling, you know, $4 million, $5 million events and selling out all of their event space. It was just, it was a really amazing time. And I watched all of that kind of disappear. And then I built myself a multi-seven-figure real estate company. Uh, I had a partnership and we ran like two construction crews and we did like 500 buildings in about a little under five years. And then, um, fun thing, we had a little economic bubble collapse in 2008. And I found myself really at a loss, a real loss. I was hemorrhaging each and every month, uh, about 9,000, 10,000 minimum. And I walked away from having about $550,000 in debt. But the good side of the story is how I was able to rebuild myself. And the way that I rebuilt was by locking into my sales skills, Um, I actually hired myself a business coach because once you are a CEO and run a company, it's very hard to employ yourself. Uh, So I found a way to reactivate what I was passionate about, really get connected to my skills as a salesperson and show others how to sell. And I've spent the last uh, little over a decade helping women activate their natural internal empathic abilities to sell matched with some really smart skills that are not sleazy, not slimy. They're all from heart and to make some real money and real impact in the world. So that's my long story short. I love that. So now is the time when people feel like they want to shy away. Uh, they, you know, they don't want to be tone deaf, but uh, you know, I keep going like, I'm definitely not wanting to be tone deaf, but I have to stay in business. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we sell right yeah. now? And how do we market ourselves in the most optimum way without, you know, with also having empathy and obviously understanding there's people in much dire situations than some of us. Yeah. So here's number one. If you're listening to this now, it is right now, I think what, like April, I have no idea. I'm at that like land of not sure what day it is. And I think where we are is that there are a lot of people out there who do not feel like they're in command of the situation. Some people, I feel like you probably experienced this too, Rebecca, like half of the people are overworking, overdoing, and the other half are stuck and unable to do. So what I want you to understand is that by being in business and by participating in our economy, this is our job. Like this is the thing that we can do. And I want you to really see that how 
selling at this time and maintaining your business is part of helping. Like I can't help anyone who's sick. I have no, like I have a client who does a lot of medical stuff and I have, when she speaks, it just flies over my brain. I know how to help her with everything in her business, but that's not my role in what's happening. But I do know how to help other women make money and run businesses. And then I connect it to our why. And this is what I want everyone to lean into. So during this time, I've been able to dial up my donations to the things that are important to me, to like the Maryland Food Bank to make sure kids are eating. Uh, One of my clients has created a love bomb uh, workshop thing. I don't even know what to actually call it, but she's giving money and food and supplies to women who are on the front line helping people in hospitals. So what I want to encourage everyone to do is to like see their purpose in what is actually happening so you can understand why it's important and it is actually the most like helpful thing you can do to run your business right now. And I think it'd be important if we talk down the path of like how to do it, not just why to do it. Yep. So Let's dive right in. How do you do that? So number one is a lot of people are out there teaching pivot, jump, change, do everything differently. And I would actually like to say, pause and have some caution here. The only people I think right now who are running businesses that should actually do any sort of real pivoting is if let's say you had a massage therapy practice and you literally can't do hands-on work right now. It's time for us to come up with some creative ideas and ways for you to run your business. But if you've had a business that has been online or has been serving people in a different fashion for a while, there's no need to actually do a pivot. But here's what you can do is you can address the situation. I'm going to give you an example. One of my beloved clients actually is a sober living coach. She helps people maintain their sobriety and super needed right now. So I think everyone's kind of swinging back from one way or the other to the extremes. And she was about to do a launch and it was right before we had all of the stuff with the stay at home. And she's like, Laura, I think I have to change everything. And I was like, let's look at it for a minute. And the one change we made from her is she had some pre-recorded trainings that she was going to put out. And we decided to do everything live so she could actually speak to the situation. So what's not helpful in this time is to speak to more fear and more worry and more doubt. But the way that you can speak with compassion and what's going on is understanding with expression to how you can change it. The way that I like to say it is, Um, And I always get this backwards, which just forgive me for this analogy, empathy and sympathy. So empathy is where you just feel for the person and you help them. Sympathy is where you lean into what they're actually doing. And the great way one of my clients used to explain it was sympathy is when you see someone on the side of a boat and forgive me for this one, and they are seasick and they are throwing up and a sympathetic person goes over, leans over there and throws up with them. And that actually doesn't serve them. But an empathetic person goes over, sees the person getting sick over the boat, takes them over a seat, takes care of them, makes them feel better. So what I want for everyone to understand is when you're in the how right now is you don't have to buy into the fear. You can be the light to show up and help people see how there's a way forward. What I also like to say is this, right now, critical services are in need. And what I want everyone who's listening to this podcast to think about is, How do you make your business, if it is not already, a critical need? The moment you step into a critical need, you stop being in a mode of just selling and you become someone who is of service. And I really want for everyone to catch that because being in business and being of service is the best thing that you can possibly do at any type of economy. Wow. 
That is amazing. And I think that so many more people, even myself, need to take that to heart because mm-hmm. I think there's been this overriding sense of making others feel guilty or, you know, why are, why are you, you know, showcasing living when people are not like, there's mm-hmm. this tone, like, let's take everyone down with us after a while it gets to you. So to think that, you know, you're being of service. Um, I think those are amazing points. And I think that's so helpful. And I, and I think, or I know it's going to change me pulls mindsets of like, actually, you know, let me get back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, also, that's great. It's that thing of really, one of my clients reached out to me, she was in a bit of a panic and she was like, Laura, I don't know what I should be doing. And this, and she was just like really all over the place. And I was like, well, let's think about it for a second. What do you actually have control over? And she listed out a few things that she could actually do and have control over. And then I was like, well, what's the stuff that you actually have no impact on? And if you can't change something or have impact on something, then we're going to set it down for right now. We're going to refocus you entirely to the things that you can do. And what that looked like for her and what I've been doing, this would also be helpful to hear, like what are thriving businesses doing right now? The very first thing that I did was I gave more support to my current clients versus going out and seeking new clients. Because it's very easy for you to be in a place where if you're unsure about economy or you feel like I need to go get more clients right now or get more money to make sure I'm okay longer term, we tend to look outside to go get new and more. And what I always know is that when you nurture your current clients first and best, they are more likely to stay with you, be solid and continue with you. So I took care of my current clients before I started seeking out new clients. Do you think that there's something around that rule? Like you only need 10,000 invested customers to stay in business or is that just like an old wives tale? <laughs> Am I allowed to curse? <laughs> That's the first yes, I curse all the time on this podcast. Okay. So. <laughs> With love, it's bullshit. <laughs> um, okay. I ran a multi six figure business with no list for many years. Um, I remember doing, I can't remember, I think it was at like three, 40, 350 ish. And I had a list of 350 people. I currently over the seven figure mark have a list that's maybe 3,500 people. The people around you is less important than the connection you have with them. So when I go into my community, I have about, I think six or 700 buyers from me. And I promise you, I know every single one of them. My connection to my people is more important than the volume. I would rather, I've always said this, like, I'd rather have six people in a room with me, like physically connected. And right now more than ever, I would love to have six people in my room because we have like just my husband and my son and I, who I love, but I'm ready for some more people as an extrovert. But I would rather have six people in a room that I could deeply connect to because my chances on being able to invite one or all of them into a high ticket program are very high. If I have 6,000 people just swimming around me and I don't have deep connection with them, the chances of them buying start to drop. So I am a big fan of deeper personal connection versus volume. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have any tips around so people are now out of their comfort zones? Mm-hmm. If you've had to downsize, you know, many companies are doing jobs or are being in roles where they have to sell themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I say this from having to do this now every day. Mm-hmm. And it's very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. What do you tell to people to get them out of their comfort zones or change their mindset Mm -hmm. so that, you know, even again, I'm on a call today and they're like, yeah, does Rebecca know? Like they thought I was a different Rebecca. Mm -hmm. 
And they were, they were like, this is what we'd like to do. And I was asking questions. I was like, no, it is me. I am the one selling you on this, on this partnership. Mm-hmm. So what are those things that get you out of like advocating for yourself or that, or that in my stomach, that's like, I don't want to sell myself right now. Yeah. Okay. So number one, um, don't, don't sell yourself. So what I mean by that is when I get fully connected to my purpose, to my passion, I get fully connected to somebody's struggle and their vision, then I can show how either I myself am the bridge to get them out of their struggle and their, um, into their vision or the working with me will do that. And that changes everything. It starts to make you feel better because sales should feel fantastic. Like you should never be in a scenario where you're not feeling great while you're actually doing the process. And that's what I teach. I teach how to go through a process of creating genuine connection to find out someone's struggles, to figure out their visions, to give invitations that feel fantastic and to close the sale. And when I say close the sale, I want to be really clear. In my book, I say, you are always selling. Like if you chose to get yourself out of bed this morning, then you are selling. If you got your kid to eat some food that they didn't really want to eat, you are selling. So we get caught in what it means to be in sales. And if you want to connect into motivation, here's what I do. I do something I call a don't stack the nose. And what that means is have you ever had like the sales conversation or you're even selling yourself and it doesn't feel good and you're like, and then you do another one and it doesn't feel good. And you're like, another one, you start to stack them up and you start to like deplete your energy. So I look at every single scenario individually, figure out, did I want this? Like, did I really want it? And nine times out of 10, I didn't want that. Or were they the right fit for me? And I check into that and I release it. And then the other thing that I do is I do a lot of energy shifting. So I'm a big fan of simple stuff like Taylor Swift, shake it off, like blast that. And I'm dancing around my house, literally shaking it off. Sometimes I go and take a quick walk with my husband or my kid or my dog and physically move to change what I'm doing. When we get stuck, it is very hard to find possibility. It's why when I'm coaching my clients, the very first thing I ask them is, what's going well? What are you working on? And where do you need support? And we always start with what's going well, because if you attempt to find um, your way out from a place of feeling stuck, it is very challenging. The moment you activate what's going well or what's feeling good, you see possibility in a different way. I think what you said about getting space and changing your energy flow is so important because I feel like that's what, that's my instinct is like, okay, I got to go for a walk, even if it's just around the block pre-corona, you know, at the office. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Are there other tools you think that women who are listening with their pencils, definitely writing all these Mm -hmm. notes down need at this moment? Mm, Yes. Okay. So, (laughs) so many tools. So number one, I think now more than ever, I've taught this for years and I believe it to be true, but this is the most important time is be very mindful of what you're digesting. And I don't mean food. Um, Right now I'm going crazy on carbs and wine and I'm okay with that. What I mean is who you allow into your circle. So right now I've tightened my circle up. I have a group of super powerful women. Ooh, like not just super women, but like super powerful women who are thriving and choosing to see solutions at this time. And I stay deeply connected with them. So anytime I feel like an energy waiver, I'll reach out to one of them and be like, Hey, 
how's your day going? What's great things going on for you? I love to send like little messages of love to all my people. And it always flows back, not always from the same person, but really managing that. And then the other thing that I'm consciously doing is I am deciding how I receive news right now. So it's really easy to like turn on the TV or turn on the news and get locked in and go down a rabbit hole. And so what I do is I've decided again, what do I have command over and what I, do I not? I think a lot of people are trying to like shut it out and ignore it. And that doesn't always work for me, especially because I'm, I'm human and I'm around other people virtually and physically that are paying attention. So what I do is I really consciously decide when I absorb information. For example, my husband like loves to watch news and lots of stuff online. And so I only do that with him in the evening after I'm done with my day and my energy is clean. I don't ever listen to anything in the morning where it might affect how I show up for my clients. So I really want for all the ladies here to remind themselves that you have the power to decide how much and who's around you and what information you get. So the best way I've always been able to do it is you can't always tell people like, don't call me or get away from me. That's feel good. But you can, if you see someone calling, you know, it might be an energy drain. Maybe you hit ignore and you call her back later when you have some more space and grace for her. Awesome. Okay. And then when, as we move out of this, cause we will be mm-hmm. moving out of this, do you think that there needs to be a different approach to sales from the way it was before? Yeah. Have you had thoughts around like what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. This makes me feel so good. So I believe that I've always been selling this way that I hope everyone gets to. So the hyper-masculine shame-based selling needs to go by the wayside. It doesn't work. It's actually not effective and it's very exhausting. So what my hope is, is that some of the shifts and change that will happen is that you have to think about what people are actually craving right now. People are craving leadership and connection. It's the two things we have a massive vacuum on right now, especially here in the United States. And so if you can shift how you sell to show up as a leader and create deeper connection, you're going to have a higher level and quality of people who are purchasing and who are around you and you will shine and show up at the top. So I I can't recommend enough to sell with compassion, sell with heart, be deeper connection. I, I said it earlier and I am, I don't believe it's about the numbers. I think it's about the connection. I would so much rather talk to four amazing women and bring them into my program than hit the ground, hustle, and try to talk to 40 people in hopes of getting a couple people into my program. Create deeper connection. That's the best thing I can say. And I think that goes to say, and I'm curious to get your thoughts, like with the idea of it's not just creating a deeper connection that is, hi, how are you? It's the type of small touches of caring about the person's family or mm-hmm. noting special days or, you know, or special events. Like, mm-hmm. do you, do you think it goes that deep? Oh yes. I, I will tell you an exact thing. So, um, I give a shit about my people. Like I deeply fall in love, care about you. Like I can't tell you how frequently my clients and I, we end our calls with, I love you. I love you. And every once in a while, it's like, <laughs> it sounds a little weird when you hear it from outside. But I actually genuinely care. And I remember a few years back, I had this woman that I hired and I had this like little gut feeling that something was off. And we got in a situation that was not good. Like some stuff was not working. Things were not happening. And I could just feel that she didn't care about me. Like she just literally didn't give a shit. I was just another number. And when I left, it didn't matter to her. And that felt damaging, but it was also very frustrating. So 
whatever you can do to show people that you actually care. And, but P.S., this is the other side of it, actually only be around people that you really care about. So I purposely don't take on clients if I don't get that full body, I'm a yes and you're a yes. Because then I know I can't naturally do what makes me feel good. Because it is, it's a little challenging to artificially remember people's birthdays or send them little love notes or things. But I don't ever have to do that. I genuinely care about my clients. So when I see something happen in their feed, I'm genuinely sending them a message to tell them they're so awesome. One of my clients, she just broke her headset again. And I just went out and she's in Canada. So this was like a challenge to do. Um, I had my assistant help me track down somebody who sold iPods. We had to get another Canadian person on our team to buy them in Canada to ship them to her. But that little moment was very organic for me because I actually care about my person. I think that my mother-in-law is the epitome of this. She doesn't miss a beat with a birthday, a card, and eat like whatever it is, the card gets there a day before the event and she never misses a beat. And it really does make a huge difference. Like you're like, wow, this woman really cares. Like she she makes that a priority. Um, you are amazing. Where can people buy your book, sign up for your seminars and get get better at this? Yes, most definitely. Okay, so one place to go to go to nowomandown.com forward slash book. This is where you can get my book for free. Um, and why it's funny because I'm a big fan of, I always say sell, do not get for free. I do this one, this is my mission-based thing. And I have to tell you, No Woman Down is called that because it is my mission. I believe that every single smart woman out there should understand how to make a lot of money because smart, powerful women we keep economies going. We are the ones that pour the money back into the entire community. We take care of people. We use it for good. We are awesome. And um, I want for you to go grab my book because it's full of just little action-packed items. And I've been saying now more than ever a lot. I'm kind of tired of it. But now more than ever, it's really important because I think what happens is we can get stuck and not know what to do. And my book has these tiny little, I call them laws because that's my initials, um, ways to just read a little lesson and go take a little action and it will shift your energy and get you towards what you want. But it's all about creating income and your next epic rise. Awesome. All right. And then where do they find you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So my website where you can come find me is epic at sales.com. Uh, you, there's lots of fun stuff there. And that way you can also private message me You can schedule and get on a call. We can get connected. And here's the thing. I'm actually really accessible. I'm one of those people. Um, and you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram. Basically, if you just type in Epic at sales or Laura Wright, you will find me. Awesome. This has been great. I know I learned things that I needed to hear today. So thank you for your time and for your, your amazing tips and just giving us some hope right now. So I really, really appreciate it. Oh, you're quite welcome. Rebecca, thank you for having me on. And just remember that sales is love. It really is the place of service and transformation. And it requires us to actually step up into our highest self. So give yourself grace, space when you need it. But you have every single moment of every day to be able to change somebody else's life. And I know you do that for sales. So stay strong, everyone. <laughs>